They are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Back at it again for another edition of the 12.15 Club. Is Ariel here in the mic, joined by Eric the Big German, Dylan the Graphics Guy, and Marvin the Prince. Dylan, why are you guys always laughing when I start up here? I think I did this one a little bit more tamed. It's just you come in hot. It's funny. And it's always three. (laughs) <laughs> Two, one beforehand, and then you just belt into the mic. Before we uh, bring in our guest, uh, the guys have been making fun of the way I say three. Um, Eric, you had something to say? Oh, I was just going to say, um, I mean, we're fit, you know, our guest today, who shall rename nameless for the next minute or so, uh, made us wait for 15 minutes. And during that time, you could have, if your level was measured on a scale of one to 100, it was maybe a two. So you're just like, <laughs> and then all of a yeah, sudden, but, you just like scream and overmodulate. And it's just, it's but amazing. that's why I'm saving all my energy for the podcast. I just want to bring it. I want to put it all on the table and I want to leave it here. You're like a slinky waiting to go down the stairs. You definitely leave it here. Anyways, let's get to our guest. His name is Carl. More importantly, his name is Mandic. We got Carl Mandic in Arizona joining us. He had a, I don't know if I would say great. I don't know if it was a great appearance or a bad appearance. Let's listen back to the first half of it. And then Marvin, I want to have you uh, tell us what he told you when screening the call. Uh, Carl in Arizona. Hey, Carl, what's on your mind this morning? Dan, Danette, so good to connect with you guys. Uh, first off, Seton, I, I was pulling for you in the tournament, but uh, deal this. Had you won, it would have been as climactic as, I don't know, a Rick in Hawaii call. And the champ ate the double Caesar salad. All right, so we start off with a joke that I don't know if it necessarily lands with Dan and the guys because I'm watching the video. And Dan's just like, okay. So, Marv, what did he call you saying he wanted to talk about? All right. So, Carl called, and you know we're talking, and I know it's I know it's him because I see his name on the uh, call ID. Does it say Mandic? It does. Okay. And so he calls in, and you know we're talking, and he says what he wants to talk about. We were talking about the NFL schedule, and I'm like, all right, cool. And he makes a really good point. And he's one of our favorite callers. So I put you on hold. He's on hold for a while. So the topic changes. Okay. And then Dan puts him on and Carl just pivots like he says. All right. Let's listen to the second half of the call. So he starts off with he's pulling for Seton tournament. And then he goes into this. But Dan, I do have a question for you. And I'm going to pivot here just for a second. Uh, from your fandom, college basketball march has always been very special. Which of these, if you want to workshop this in as a potential poll question, 1975, you've got UCLA over Kentucky. That's the 10th title for Coach John Wooden, uh, retires two days earlier. Uh, then you've got the first ever shot clock game in 86, Louisville over Duke in the national championship. And then Keith Smart in 87, Uh, hitting a shot for the Hoosiers over Syracuse. Out of those three, can you give us some perspective on that? And uh, not to step on your toes, Polly, but uh, 
this day in sports history, uh, MJ got assigned to double A. So, right. well, thank, you, thank, you, thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. We we got to vet these phone calls here. Anything else? Tax advice? Season's right around the corner. Marvin, we got to vet these <laughs> a little bit here. Talk about your know-it-alls. What was that all about? Bring in Carl Mandick now. Mandick, listening back to that, could you see why? What went wrong in there? First off, humbled and honored to have uh, just to be talking with you guys, chatting about things. Uh, I did not attend the Dan Patrick School of Broadcast Journalism down there at Full Sail. You might have a class on how to make an actual call. Listening back to it, I knew, you know you're bombing when, and you pinpointed it, the Rick in Hawaii Caesar salad, I go, yeah, I'm in trouble. But if I'm going to be in trouble here, I might as well go all out like, the guy that lived next to me going to college at Ball State, I literally had to answer his phone. He had to keep his dorm room door open. And that was boom goes to dynamite. Now, obviously, that was not to that level. Uh, but I lived next to him for two years. And that happened my freshman year. And that was like pre-YouTube, pre-anything. It was E-bombs world where it first started to get circulated. So that, that really was one of the first viral Clips and he, <laughs> I don't know, but I felt more bad. I mean, uh, finding out that you're a Macho Man fan, Marvin, uh, if you can't tell, I collect a lot of stuff. So you got something coming your way. I'll figure out something specific uh, for all you guys. So I felt uh, bad. I was like, man, it, it's it's no joke when you're dealing with timing, flow, and really a, a three-hour monster that you've got to get under control. And one thing like that can indeed throw it off, not to get too serious, but seriously, it's, it's, it's a, I think it's a good life lesson for anybody that wants to call in and, and put in their two cents. Yeah, no, I mean, so just me listening back to it, I've listened to it, unfortunately, a couple of times, no offense to you, man, Dick, um, but I've had to cut it. I've had to edit it a few times. So and it, it, it honestly gets worse and worse every time I've listened to it. Um, and again, this is not an indictment against you, but I think you really went wrong with the second question because you just started listing a thousand things. You said UNC and you're you just at that point, it's just like even it's hard for anybody to just. All right. You're giving 15 different options, you know, instead of just laying out and letting Dan say, oh, my favorite uh, NCAA school or my favorite uh, tournament school was this because this, this and this. You started throwing out all these options. And I think that's where things went wrong. And then to put the icing on the cake, you threw this day in sports history and. From there, that's it. That, that's where not I think to, it just spiraled. When when I start my sentence, not to step on toes. Yeah, you know, uh, you know you're it, stepping on toes. Like I no know offense, you, knew, you know, I'm you know, you and and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't mean to. It was you know what, man. That was just. I literally had last dance up on my laptop, and I was like, oh my gosh! It like flashed across. It was like Jordan is signed to Double A, March thirtieth. Yeah, I would have been right. And uh, I'm like, oh, hey, that's kind of a neat little Chicago connection there. Uh, Paulie and I are from uh, pretty close suburbs right by each other. And, uh, yeah, I felt bad about that one, too. So, But everything is, else, yeah. 
what's the point where you so are you listening to the show after your call just to see the reaction and then what's the point where you hear i have man dick call back and you're like all right i gotta call back and now pretty much get roasted on national television oh you gotta call back i I was i was hesitant to call back because i didn't want to waste any more time but i'm like well they've gone down this rabbit hole and i obviously threw uh like a Rest in peace, Roy Halliday, palm ball at him. Uh, this is not, you know, might as well call back in and get, give something and give some context to it. So did you, have you learned a lesson now? Uh, oh my gosh, kinda, yes. Keep it short. You just got to keep, you come in. You're a veteran too. You, you've been calling to the show for a couple of years now. And that's why I was surprised when I was like, I, I knew it was Carl Mandick that was calling. And this call, once I see it, we talk about this a couple of times on uh, the 1215 Club. Once you see the call start going past about 45 seconds and you get into that one minute, one minute and five seconds, one minute and 10 seconds range, you know that you're in trouble as a caller. And we know that the caller is in trouble. Um, so, I mean, hopefully you learned your lesson from this. And I don't know. I mean, we we get stuff from Ball State. We've gotten uh, helmets and we've gotten stickers and we've gotten some swag. I don't know if this is an indictment on Ball State. I mean, they produced you and they produced the Boom Go the Dynamite guy. Is it something going on there? Is hey, and then David Letterman. The what is it? Yeah. What's in the Muncie water of Indiana? Got me. Uh, I got burnt out at the, because I wanted to be a fan again. I started in sports and local. Uh, I was in Bakersfield, Wichita. Yeah, I did the typical climb. And that's what I've always found so fascinating about Dan and the entire evolution that you guys have been able to do is you've taken something to where it's no matter what platform you've been on, you've adapted. Dylan getting out of got a question. Yeah. So um, Carl Mandick, let's get down to brass tacks here. Let's do the it. name. Why is it Carl? Uh, why is it Carl? Uh, Did anybody family? ever call you Richard in, in school? So, uh, no Harry, uh, no Ivana, <laughs> no Anita. Uh, can't have those. Those are all out. Seymour? Uh, uh, the worst part really was not knowing until your parents were would always like send you to school with like Kevlar in your vernacular. Like they would be like, just remember, if anybody says anything to you, at least you've got one. That's your answer. And I'm like, I'm seven. What are you ta- like? <laughs> I don't get the like, what are you setting me up for? So like I became oddly aware of it. There are a lot of mandics in Chicago to be. My dad's one of nine. I've got like 60 some odd cousins. Um, they because like all my aunts and uncles um have three or four kids, something like that. So I'm yeah, sure there's man dicks that are not even related to you in Chicago. Yeah. And I still, if I get a, uh, a follow on IG or Twitter and their last name is Mandic, I don't care if you're a bot. I'm probably going to follow you back. Are there more Mandics or Carl's in Chicago? Do you think man, uh, Carl's with a K is pretty strong with the German. Cause I'm, uh, I'm Turkish, German and Polish. Um, I'm going to go with Carl with a K because that, that's like, that feels like Bill Swirsky super fans. We appreciate your time, Carl. Um, thanks for coming and hanging with the 1215 boys. Um, and again, word of advice, 
when you call in again, keep it short, keep it tight, get out, and let Dan and the guys react to it. And don't give so many options next time. Just ask the question, and then Dan's a smart guy. He'll 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 know uh, you know he'll know without you having to give him fifteen different options. It will be concise and succinct. And I thank you guys. This is a a really awesome opportunity. But get the heck out of here and go and eat. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we will. We're we're gonna we're gonna do that now. Thanks again, Carl. Thank you guys. Or I'm sorry, Mandic, Carl. Appreciate it. That was Carl Mandick from Arizona. One thing, we just got to keep it tight, Mandick. Just keep it tight. That's the only advice I ever had for anybody calling into the show when I was a phone screener. 30 seconds and then get out. Let Dan and the guys react to it and you go on with your life. That's why somebody like Jeff in Detroit, he asks questions and he gets right out. Sometimes and, he goes a and only bit occasionally off. swears. Once, once in a while, when somebody uh, steals something from his aunt's car or something. So when someone it? steals his airbags. <laughs> uh, another big thing that we had this week, Dan, we're doing the, it's not even really a contest. It's if you send it in, it's most likely that you're going to get on. Uh, the calendars, which I think is really cool. Uh, so uh, what's happening with the calendars is we are putting everybody who submits their birthday and a picture of themselves in Dan Patrick gear into our calendar on their birthday. Now, if we have duplicates like two people on May 1st, then whoever gets in first is going to get that slot and then we'll find another spot for the other person. But Eric, Mario, you don't learn from your past mistakes. Clearly you right. just said Oh, well, you're definitely guaranteed to get in because, you know, we're not going to get that many submissions. You literally just said that. No. Yes, you did. No. We got to replay it. Let's let's replay replay it. But listen, that's that's essentially what I took from that. And you, if you remember two years ago, you you challenged Dan to say, oh, people aren't going to send them in. There's no way, Dan. And then you had like 2,000. Yeah, and I had to deal with it. Mario (laughs) acted like he did. (laughs) I dealt with getting them to um, getting the guys to sign it. And putting it, I was the one packaging it, everything. You were the only thing that you did was you took them to the post office. There's six postal workers who hate my guts because of it. <laughs> All you did was you were the middleman between me getting the guys to sign it, packaging them, making sure they're going back to the right person. Because certain people wanted them signed to like Johnny in Illinois or something. I would make sure Johnny in Illinois was getting his package back. Right That's back incredible. How did you do that? When there's 2,000 of them, it's, it's a little difficult, Dylan. It is a little bit difficult. You're a so, true American hero. That's not what I meant. I meant country. I'm, you I'm expecting that. a ton of people. I'm expecting the calendar to fill up within a week. Um, but there, I mean, there are, are spots for other people who don't get in on their birthday. That's all. That's all I was trying to say, Eric, before you got all crazy on me. You think you guys are going to get in? Are you going to ask Dan if you can be in the calendar? Yeah, Eric. I don't know what I'm going to ask, but I mean, Dan loves to include us all. Um, I think we've been in every calendar mm-hmm. so far. We had um, our 1215 club uh, page in the previous calendar. Yeah. 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 That was good. And then we September. had the, UAA, uh, the year before. And yeah, I, I think um, I think we'll probably have a, a spot again. We all just have to be nice to Brendan BVD. And uh, if we good. do, I'm hoping I look less disgusting than last year. 
because it is not the most flattering photo of me. I think that's impossible, honest. Dylan. I don't. I don't know how possible that is. Whoa, wow! Mario, what with, all the, with all the respect, hurtful. Yeah, pot Respectful. kettle black. <laughs> Respectfully, I don't know how possible that is. Yeah, real respectfully. <laughs> we had some great interviews this week, and I'm actually excited that um, I won't be taking a pie, but somebody else will be taking a pie. It looks like Brian Cranston is going to take a pie because USC lost. Have any of you guys taken a pie? Eric, Dylan, Mark? Not at, not at this job. No, yeah, I don't think so. I've made no, a lot of pies for the guys to wear to, and to get smashed with, but... No, I don't think I've ever received one. Although I will say um, when I think of the last, it was in San Francisco when Seton was doing his five pie thing. Yeah. And the last one we had, like it was in the middle of the show. And all of a sudden they were like, hey, can we get cupcakes for everyone here to throw at at, uh, Seton? And so we we figured it out. I mean, you know, it's like 630 in the morning. And so we get, I don't know, it was like 200 cupcakes. And Seton was going to get pelted as soon as he came out this door by this live audience that was outside. And I had to hold the door for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I did get, I don't know, probably 15 cupcakes thrown on my person. Uh, but that's the closest it's ever come. Did you have to change clothes? Yeah. And I was upset because I, it was, I had like, it was my first time I was stage managing. And so I was like, I brought a bunch of like new, nice, expensive shirts and stuff. And it was ruined. It was like a silk shirt ruined. Yeah, I think I ruined the uh, sweatshirt that I wore the other couple weeks ago when I pied myself. Oh, look, it's the 12.15 picture. <laughs> I'll tweet this 12.15 picture out with uh, the podcast when I did a podcast this week. Dylan, that purple sweater, uh, purple dress, I don't know what it is. I, yeah, for I think something I that, that's not particularly form-fitting, I filled it out pretty good. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mario, did yeah. you just say purple Cause I'm pretty sure that's like tangible. Oh, no, we're gonna. It's like the dr- that blue and gold dress. Remember that it, from a few years I thought, back. I meant to say pink. I meant to say pink. Sure you did. Sorry, I meant to say pink. Who looks the best in that? Do you think? I like Eric's glove. I would say Penny. Probably cutie though. Oh look, the other one, Eric, <laughs> Paul, and Tyler. Tyler, why wasn't Tyler wearing any? Uh, Tyler's like modern, a modern day kid in Berlin <laughs> in that picture. Uh, that's funny. How would you guys rate Meet Friday again, Tyler? The only thing, all right. So this this happened today on comms during the show, and I thought it was psychotic. And I think anybody who eats a steak this way is psychotic. So we were discussing how long the steaks had to stay on the grill and who had to go take them out. Da da da. You know, everybody's helping out now with Meet Friday. Tyler's doing a mass majority of the job, but we're all chipping in where we can to try to help out. Tyler gets on comms and he says, yeah, no, we can leave it on there. What? Another 10 minutes, 15 minutes. What do you say? Because everybody likes their steak, quote unquote, well done. I'm still bothered by that statement. I think honestly, as an adult human being, if you order your steak, more done than medium rare you shouldn't be eating it in the first place that's my take on it i 100 percent agree marvin yeah i'm definitely with both of you i was flabbergasted i think all of us were you know we're all on the headsets and when tyler said that we all just were like who are you talking about who are these people that like their steak well done 
I need somebody to explain this to me. If in, in a pretend is, scenario, which Danette do you think would order their steak well done? Uh, Todd, one thousand percent. Todd, Eric, it's not even. Yeah, I've been to dinner with these guys far too many times. Todd usually gets um, medium well. See, I would have said Andrew. No, no, he he'll eat it you know, with bleeding still. Yeah. Ah, okay. Why? Do, why do you think Todd went with the steak? Uh, and the mashed potatoes and the Brussels sprouts. That does that meal does not say Todd Fritz in the slightest. Do you think he went with it more so to kind of like appease the other guys? He misspelled and- Mountain Dew and Doritos. <laughs> yeah. So in classic Todd fashion, he sends out this recipe at like Saturday night at like 10 p.m. and it's just like the subject says thoughts for meat friday next week question mark and then it's a link to this tri-tip steak and so so tri-tip roast and then i think it was mashed potatoes with asparagus and i'm like well you you can't get tri-tip in new england like it's very not that you can't but you have to go to a butcher and it's it's going to be very expensive it's i think they use it frankly around here in like ground meat and ground beef and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so I was like, we can't do it. But I'm like, it's 10 o'clock on Saturday, Todd. Like, we got six days to figure this out and definitely don't need to do it Saturday at 10 p.m. Um, That's very Todd Fritz, actually. Oh, my God. I was like, all right, Todd, relax. (laughs) But then what's funny about Tyler, like, and I do think that Tyler is is chasing the ghost of Alan as well as his own shadow. Um, So, like, not only did he do steak and potatoes and Brussels sprouts, they also did pigs in a blanket and he also did like I don't know some cinnamon rolls and yeah. like I mean he's just like going all out and I love Tyler and I, obviously he just wants to do a good job and he wants to keep everybody happy but like you know we don't need a six item meal here like it's very nice but it's difficult to execute while you're also doing um, one of the largest sports uh, radio simulcast on Peacock shows so yeah I mean he's an A one so it's understandably A six <laughs> Marv. Yeah, this is definitely like Tyler is LeBron and Allen is Michael Jordan. Like, wow, I that's have, high praise. I have to. Well, no, no, no. I'm just Tyler's only played in four games and you're wait, really calling him LeBron wait, Jordan, wait, LeBron wait. James, Mario. Tyler's like Birdman. Guys, I didn't say he was any of that. I was just using an analogy like he's chasing the ghost. Like I, I have to do X, Y and Z. I know we're up 30, but LeBron's like. I have to score. This is what Tyler's doing right now. And you know what? I'm not mad at him because he it's been pretty strong. I agree. I do agree on that. Whether we want to say maybe he's doing too much, he's chasing a ghost of Allen, whatever you want to say about it, Tyler has done a great job uh, in the five Wait. weeks that he's done Meet Friday. Wait, I'm good with because would you rather do too much or not enough? Do too much, a hundred percent. Especially in in this building. Imagine if he only just did steak today, he would never hear the end of it. Eric, I will say that it's kind of funny because um, Alan has reached out to us a few times, both me and Dan, saying like offering that he'll come in on Fridays and cook for Meat Fridays. And I told Tyler like, hey, it might be happening. He was very concerned that people were going to think that he failed and all this stuff. So <laughs> Tyler did a great job. Um, if Alan chose to come back and uh, be here on Fridays just to do the food, you know, there, that would help uh, many of us be able to focus more on the show on Fridays. But um, 
but yeah, there's a, there's a little bit, I think from Tyler's perspective, like he has to pull out all the stops to try to save his position, so to speak. <laughs> Dill. Um, I was just happy to see that the dessert wasn't from like Petco or something. It was actually <laughs> for humans. <laughs> that may be a little bit too deep in the weeds. Does anybody want to call him out on here? Maybe Eric, you're the only one that can being a family <laughs> member of his. I'm not. I'm not afraid to call uh, anybody out, really. But um, yeah, so Penny launched this week through the Dan Patrick store, um, Penny's Bang Biscuits, and um, it's a pretty great story. It's a um, you know Penny was a rescue, and so they're going to donate twenty percent of the proceeds to support animal rescues, which is great. And um, and also it's like a real limited ingredient, so it's got like I think it's four ingredients um, to it. But uh, I think what Dylan was alluding to is that Tyler has been known to come in and do a one for me, one for you, uh, try to uh, thing with Penny. So he'll take two treats out and then he'll just eat one, and then give one to Penny. And I'm like Tyler, I mean they don't have an unlimited uh, supply here. And uh, oh, there's there Penny right is. now. But she's uh, objecting to Tyler. Obje- yeah, treats. Tyler. Tyler just came and tried to steal a treat from her. So, um, yeah, no, it's a wild scene here in the back of Dan Patrick's show. Just to be clear, the ingredients in Penny's Bang Biscuits are not exclusive to, like, dogs. It's not like they're specifically only something a dog can eat. Eric, do you have the ingredients on that? Yeah, so the dog treats are made, they're, like, they're handmade by a very small company. And the ingredients are whole wheat flour, oats, canola oil, and honey. That's it. So it's not like there's there's no preservatives. There's not anything that's like not human food grade, but dog food grade. So they're vegan. Uh, I guess technically they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, nonetheless, it's just bizarre as a visual for someone to take a treat out of a bag that's labeled dog treats and then eat it as a human. Yeah. I mean, look, like there's plenty of things you can physically eat that is fine. Rot- rotten eggs. Rotten eggs uncooked hot dogs yeah you name it um but i don't think i would be dying to regularly eat dog treats someone was like hey i dare you to eat one i would eat it but tyler seems to get a little too much enjoyment out of them i think at this point he's just trying to uh continue to get a reaction out of us because every time we do it every time he does it we make a little bit of a big deal out of it. We're like, whoa, Tyler's eating the drug, the dog treats again. And now he's kind of like buying into like the fact that we're all. We should start leaving cans of this. like wet dog food around to see if he migrates towards those. Tyler, you keep eating your treats. You're doing a great job <laughs> with Meat Friday. Again, if he, you know, Alan comes back to do Meat Friday, it's not an indictment on Tyler doing uh, bad. What? We like change here at the Dan Patrick Show. I think that's all we got this week for my Ariel, Dylan the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Prince, Eric the Big German. This has been the 1215 Club. Thank you to Carl Mandick for joining us today. We'll catch you guys next week. 